All right. What's up? Uh, my name is Jack, and this is the first episode of Talking Hoof with Chunk. Today, I'm going to be ranking every team from 30 to 1. And let's do this. At number 30, I have the Pistons. Um, They're in a weird spot right now. They don't have any cap room. They had an awful free agency where they gave out big contracts to Jeremy Grant and Mason Plumley, who aren't starters on a championship team. And But they did draft Killian Hayes, who looks very good and I think will develop a lot under Derrick Rose. This team will suck. No, no doubt about it. If they make the playoffs, I'll jump in a cold pool. They won't make the playoffs. And now we have the Knicks. They suck. They've been awful for the last 10 years. You have players that are not built for the modern game as your young core. R.J. Barrett would have done very well in like 2005 because the guy, he, he's, a good, he's a good player, no doubt about it. But he doesn't fit this style of play that the NBA is going to. He can't shoot. Really can't. Um, they drafted Obi Toppin, and I'm not really excited about him. He doesn't look that good. Um, they have. I wish they drafted Tyrese Halliburton instead of Toppin to build that front court of, uh, build the back court of, um, Barrett and Halliburton. They also have Mitchell Robinson, who is. Not very good offensively, but very, very good defensively. I'm excited to see where his career goes. Up next, we have the Tanking Thunder at number 28. This is a full rebuild team. No one expects them to be good. They are building a team around Shy Gilligas Alexander, but they have 17 first rounders in the next 10 years, which is a lot. But. They're they're not going to be good. They're I think they know they're not getting to the playoffs, but their team isn't awful. It's not the worst. It's just near the worst. Up next is Charlotte. So Charlotte confuses me a lot. They signed Gordon Hayward for thirty million, as well as they signed Terry Rozier last year for eighteen million. That's not good. Yeah, Lamelo Ball will get to develop there, but. I don't think he'll develop much because the Hornets have only developed one player that's decent, and that's Kemba Walker. And Kemba and LaMelo Ball have severely different games. I don't, I don't know if LaMelo Ball's game will translate to the NBA. I, I really don't. He, he might. It might. He is the biggest boomer bust pick of this draft. I've said that since the start, and I believe it to this day. Up next, we have the Kings. They're in a similar spot as the Pistons were a couple years ago where they have the talent to make the eighth seed, but they don't at the same time. Like, De'Aaron Fox is good, but he healed is good. I like their pick in Tyrese Halliburton, but what else do they have? Marvin Bagley has been a bust because he was drafted before Luka Doncic. He hasn't been that good. Harrison Barnes is getting paid a lot of money. I don't even know who their center is. but. I I want them to trade Buddy Heald. I they have no use for him. The Kings have been destroyed by Vlade Divac and Luke Walton. 
Luke Walden turned them into a high-paced team, into a very, very slow team, which is not good for them because De'Aaron Fox is so, so fast with the ball. He's just stupid. Up next, we have Cleveland. Now, the Cavs are in a weird space. They have a very good young score in Colin Sexton. They have a great rebounding monster in Andre Drummond. But, and they have a young... They have a young piece in Isaac Carr, but what else? What else do they have? Kevin Love just doesn't look like he wants to be in Cleveland. Doesn't seem like it. I think he just wants to be a contender to win a championship. Darius Garland was awful last year. Probably one of the worst players last year. He was bad. If he doesn't progress in his play, they might have to look for another point guard in the draft. Up next, it is Minnesota. I don't expect them to make the playoffs. Not even close. The team is defensively inept at this moment because Carl Anthony Towns is not a good defender. Neither is D'Lo. And there's been reports that Anthony Edwards isn't really, doesn't give 100% on the court. And the team will be great offensively. I don't doubt that. But defensively, uh, they might be the worst team in the league in that category. I I'm excited to see where Anthony Edwards does in his rookie season. I don't think he'll be rookie of the year. Uh, hell, I don't even think he'll be more than a two-time All-Star. I think he just has a very high floor and a very low ceiling in his career. Up next, we have the Bulls. So they picked up Billy Donovan to be their next head coach, which is not bad because he could be the guy to develop Patrick Williams. Everybody was surprised that they drafted him, but if anybody was to develop him, Billy Donovan would be that guy. He is a good coach. Do I think they'll make the playoffs? No. They, they're kind of all over the place in terms of their roster. Like Kobe White's going to do well, I believe. Markinen, I think, might take a step down. I think I think his time in Chicago is over. Wendell Carter will play well. And Zach Levine, I think, will still be a great scorer, but still an awful defender. Up next, the Spurs. So their playoff streak of about 20-something years broke last year, and I don't think they're getting back this year. Their core got older, and they only added an Aaron Nesmith. He's a great three-point shooter, but what else does he bring? DeJounte Murray hasn't developed in the way that I'd like him to. And De DeMar DeRozan and DeMarcus Aldridge are just old. They're getting older, and to be honest, their games are not really built for the NBA anymore. It kind of stinks because a couple years ago, they were, they were on top of the world. Now they just stink. They don't stink. They're just not all-stars like they used to be. Up next, Orlando. I think Orlando just lost their best player for the season, Jonathan Isaac. He is obviously their team's best defender, and he is definitely not a liability on offense. He is a great player, and they are going to miss him drastically. I don't think a team of Vucevic, Gordon Fournier, and Markel Fultz with Cole Anthony, who I do like, will make the playoffs in any sort. The Magic had just have not been anything special ever since Dwight Howard left. And it's it shows. They they've done absolutely nothing in the past decade. 
Up next, we have Indiana. So I think the chemistry issues between Indiana will like make their demise as Victor Oladipo might has been in trade talks a lot. Miles Turner has been. Malcolm Brogdon took a huge step down from last year, from two years ago. TJ Warren, I don't think, will keep up his face in the bubble. Jeremy Lamb, I think he tore his ACL or Achilles, so he's not going to be back for a while. And Sabonis and Turner can't really coexist in that in that front court, as they have very two different styles, yet they need to be in the center position to succeed. Up next, we have Phoenix. So Phoenix made one of the bigger moves this offseason in acquiring Chris Paul from Oklahoma City. They also added Jalen Smith with the 10th pick of the draft, which eh, they, they could have gotten more bang for their buck. I'll admit that. And they got Jay Crowder from free agency. Now this team, I don't think, will make the playoffs. As much talent as that team has with an emerging star, Devin Booker, a rising top ten center in DeAndre Aiden and the all the all NBA Chris Paul. The West is too stacked for them to make the playoffs. They don't have enough star power to just get through, and it's sad because I really want to see Chris Paul win the title. It's I think he's the best player in the NBA left not to win a title, and it's it stinks. Up next, we have Memphis. So I don't think they'll make the playoffs this year because they didn't really do much to add to their team, but I do like their future as John Morant looked like a star along with Jaron Jackson Jr., who looked really good. I like Dylan Brooks. Um, I think Jonas Valanciunas plays his role very well, but I think they could be contenders in the next five years maybe, but now I, I don't believe so. I think it's just too early in his career. Up next is this is a little low for them, but the Warriors at number seventeen. I don't know with Clay going down. I I'm not very confident in their chances to make the playoffs. I think Clay was one of, if not the most important player on the Warriors squad, and that's saying a lot since Steph Curry is on that team. But the way for him just to develop, and he he is the best off-ball player off-ball offensive player in the league. And without him, the Warriors might not do as well. But they do have a pretty good consolation prize with getting James Wiseman. James Wiseman is a good prospect. He's very long. He can shoot. I expect him to win Rookie of the Year. I think he is going to be a great, great player. But I don't think they're going to do much because they're trying to turn Andrew Wiggins to the next Clay Thompson. I think Andrew Wiggins is the exact opposite of Klay Thompson. The guy is, he's not a bad scorer, but he doesn't shoot the best. His defense is very poor, and he needs the ball in his hands to, to be able to produce. He's not a very good playmaker. And Kelly Oubre will just, he'll do his thing, maybe average 12, but he's not going to blow everyone's mind. Up next, we have Utah. Utah didn't do much this offseason except for get older. And I believe Mike Conley will regress to the point where he he won't be a starter anymore. He played poor last year. 
everyone expected him to take the Jazz up to the next level, and he just didn't. And he's about 33 right now. I, I don't know. He's not looking good. They just gave Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert contracts, which I like. So you keep that duo in. You have Bojan Bogdanovic, who's who's still a very good player. I He's capable of scoring 20 a night. But I don't know. They got bounced in the first round and didn't make any changes. It's very odd. Very odd to see a team who thinks they can contend, but to be honest, they aren't very close to contending whatsoever. Up next, we have Toronto. So Toronto probably fared the worst this offseason. They lost Ibaka and Gasol. On paper, they don't really seem like that big of losses, but they are. They are great defensive bigs who can stretch the floor, and they fit into Nick Nurse's system very well. Uh, they did add Aaron Baines, who kind of who fits their system. He does, but to be honest, if I was the GM of the Raptors, I'd blow it up. I'd only keep four players: Van Fleet, Siakam, Powell, and Anunoby. The rest of them can go. This team isn't good enough to win a championship, and if anything, they're just getting older and wasting time. So I'd blow it up if I was them. Up next, we have the Pelicans, who I like their team a lot. I think it has great depth. And it's very, very promising. They got Steven Adams and Eric Bledsoe from the Drew Holiday trade. And they are surrounding this team around pieces for Zion and Brandon Ingram which is a very good thing to do because Brandon Ingram looked amazing last year. He really did. And Zion, the hype around him is real. He's looking like he's going to become a star. He really is. Up next, we have Atlanta. I put Atlanta so high because I absolutely loved their offseason. They acquired Daniela Gallinari, Chris Dunn, um, Bogdan Bogdanovich and Rajon Rondo. This team has an 11 man rotation. I think it's the best 11 man rotation in the league. They have so much depth, and they, I think they found John Collins' replacement in Yeka and Kungwu. I think John Collins is not going to be a Hawk next year. I don't think they're going to pay him that money. But I really like the signing of Chris Dunn for the reason that Trey Young's an awful defender. When they needed a boost on defense, put Trey. Put Chris Dunn in. But when Chris Dunn's not producing on offense, they put Trey Young in, who can produce a lot on offense, can give you 25 a night. Up next, we have the Washington Wizards. So they made the biggest move of the offseason, trading a player who hasn't played in two years, John Wall, and a 2023 protected first round pick for Russell Westbrook. Now, this can either go very well or very poorly, as Bradley Beal is very similar to James Harden in terms of play style, but I don't know. It's it's either going to... I don't see them winning a championship with this team, but they had to trade John Wall because of the contract. It was very poor. But I'm excited to see what Russ does but I won't be surprised if it turns out to be a shit show down there. 
Up next, number 11, we have Portland Trailblazers, who I liked their offseason a lot. They kept their guys. They brought back Melo, but they traded for Robert Covington, who I'm very high on as he's a 3 and D guy who can fit in any offense. He's going to be playing at the four next to Yusuf Nurkic. And they got Rodney Hood back. They have a very good team that could contend for title. I believe they if they, if they play all their cards right, they can contend for a title. Two years, two or three years ago, they were in the conference finals. I think they can make it there again. But time will tell. Number 10, we have Houston Rockets. Now, at the time of this recording, it's December 21st, and the season starts tomorrow. I don't think James Harden's getting traded. He's staying in Washington. And he's going to do what James Harden does. Score, score, score. And he has some new pieces around him. He... He brought Christian Wood from Detroit, who has a very promising future. They brought in Boogie, who we're trying to... Boogie and John Wall, who have come off pretty big injuries. And to be honest, they haven't looked bad whatsoever. They're not 100% to what they were all-star form, but they're back. They're, they're good players that can produce good amount of shots for you. Also, Harden still has... He has P.J. Tucker. They have Eric Gordon. They have Daniel House back. They they can make some noise. I don't, do I think they're going to contend for a title? Absolutely not. But they're going to get at least 50 wins this season. But next, we have Philly. So Philly addressed a lot of needs last season. They got rid of Al Horford's contract. They traded for two shooters. They traded Al Horford for Danny Green, and they traded Josh Richardson for... Um, Seth Curry. Now, do I think they're going to contend for in the East? Absolutely not. Joel Embiid is a big, and the league now is very guard oriented. You can't have a big leading your team. It isn't 2011 with Dirk. It's 2020, and the three is the most prized possession in the NBA right now. And Joel Embiid just doesn't have a very good three. He's a very good player. In two, like two, 1990s and 2000s, he would dominate. But now, absolutely not. But Ben Simmons, I'm excited to see what he does. Ben Simmons is a dominant player. He just gets very underlooked because of his lack of a jump shot. But I thought he should have won Defensive Player of the Year last year. He's a great floor facilitator. I'm excited to see how his game progresses. Up next, we have Boston. Now, Boston didn't do much. They lost Gordon Hayward, but they signed um, they signed Tristan Thompson and Jeff Teague. So, I don't think... I think their peak was last year. As... I don't know. I just don't feel that they're going to take the next step. It looks like Kemba's getting worse, but... I love Jalen Brown. I love what he brings on defense. And Jason Tatum is becoming a star. He's a phenomenal defender. He's a phenomenal scorer. He's a phenomenal just basketball player in general. This He is legit. He's a top 10 player, and I will stand by that. Up next, we have Miami. Now, Miami didn't do much this offseason. They lost Jay Crowder, but I think they got one of the biggest steals in the draft in Preston Achua. He is he can start. He can start this season. That's how good I think he is. But 
the Heat signed Bam Adebayo to a long-term contract. They re-signed Goran Dragic. They re-signed um, they re-signed Miles Leonard, and they have Jimmy. And this the thing I like about them: twenty twenty one, they have a max spot, which means they could get even better in Miami. Do I think anyone's going to go there? Probably not. Giannis just re-signed with the Bucks, so no. But I do like their future. I think Tyler Hero and Duncan Robinson will take big steps next year. I mean, this year. So the, the, the sky's the limit for them. It really is. Up next, another team that has a max spot in the 2021 free agency, Dallas Mavericks. Now, Luka's amazing. Luka's a triple-double machine who makes the game look so easy while just running so slow. He is great. But, and they have Christoph Sprzingis. They also got Josh Richardson, who was a great defender, but struggled in Philadelphia because he just couldn't shoot whatsoever. But I think he fits that Mavericks offense amazing because he's just what they needed. I'm looking forward to them signing maybe maybe someone new in this 2021 free agency class because it's looking like to be a fire class. I'm not going to lie. Up next, we got Denver. Now, Jamal Murray looked like a star in the playoffs, but and I think that's going to translate through the regular season. But the thing I don't like about Denver is Michael Porter Jr. I love Michael Porter Jr. as a player. I really do. I think he can be a star, but he cannot coexist with Jokic. They are two very poor defenders who get beat by the dribble very easily, and that makes them a defensive liability. To be able for the Denver Nuggets to contend, they need to trade Michael Porter. For what? I don't know. But they do need to trade him to be able to contend. Next, we have the Clippers. Now, they disappointed a lot last season, and I think the same will happen this year. They didn't change much. They lost Montrez Harrell. And to be honest, it looks like their identity hasn't really changed. They they have a stooge in Tyron Lue as their coach. Like, the guy's just going to listen to Kawhi Leonard the whole time, and Kawhi Leonard's just going to want to do load management. The team is not going to have great chemistry. The team will maybe lose in the second round again. Hell, maybe the first round. The chemistry that it looks like on this team. The culture hasn't changed from last year. They needed a whole culture reboot, and they did not do that. So any Clippers fan should be scared. They really should, because once Kawhi and Paul George leave, it is going to be a rough, rough couple of years, as all of your picks are in Oklahoma City. Up next, we have the Nets. Kevin Durant is back. He is back to full health, and he looks great. Kyrie, back to full health, looks great. Dinwiddie, looks great. Allen, looks good. Lavert looks great. This team is a pure finals contender. They have the depth. They have the star power. Hell, they even have a new coach in Steve Nash. This is a team to watch out for. I debated putting them in, num- in number two, but instead I put the Milwaukee Bucks as 
Giannis had the most efficient season of all time. And the Bucks actually did something to help Giannis. They traded Eric Bledsoe to get um, Drew Holiday, which I don't know who that, how that fit, but I'm pretty... I want to see how it works. They also signed Bobby Portis, Bryn Forbes, and DJ Augustine to get more depth on that team, to get more three-point shooting on that team, which which Giannis needs. Giannis, the way Giannis plays is he drives, and if he doesn't have a lane, he kicks it out. That's why Chris Middleton is so... You can count on him, because all he does is get kickouts from Giannis, and he will make them. All right, and the number one team, who else would it be? It's the Lakers. They somehow got better with an amazing team. They added the sixth man of the year and possibly the second voter in the sixth man of the year, Dennis Schroeder and Montrez Harrell. But, oh my gosh, this team looks absolutely bonkers. And my pick for them is to repeat again. They're just too good not to repeat. LeBron is just too good. And to be fairly honest, if LeBron gets this next ring, I will classify him as the GOAT. I believe Jordan is right now, but if LeBron gets this last ring, it's LeBron. All right, I'm done with the 30 through 1. Now I'm going to give my award predictions. Now, for the MVP, yes, I believe in voter fatigue, but... Jeez, Giannis is that good. I think he's going to get it another year, but I won't be surprised if it goes to somebody like Luca. But I believe it's Giannis. Rookie of the year, James Wiseman. They're without Clay. They need a number. The Warriors need a number two. I think James Wiseman is that guy. I really do. Sixth man of the year. Give me Dinwiddie. Give me Dinwiddie. Because he doesn't get the recognition he deserves. He's a great player off the bench. And to be honest, he's worked his ass off to get to the spot he was, he is right now. So I'd give it to him. Coach of the year, you, you never know. I, I'd give it to Brad Stevens just because he's that good and never won it before. Like, I think he just deserves a bone. Um, Are there any more awards? Six-man rookie. Oh, most improved. Well, Michael Porter Jr., I believe, will be most improved as, I don't know, he got no minutes last year, and this year he's looking like he's going to get minutes. And if he does get those minutes, he will score at least 16 a game, which is up from like 7 last year. So I do believe he will get that most improved player. And of course, like I said, the champion will beat the Lakers, who will beat the Nets in the finals. All right, that is my podcast. Um, everybody who listened, thank you for listening and have a great rest of your day.